Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you to Liquid IV and Babbel for sponsoring this video. Sing! We start the movie now! Yo, what'd you think of this movie? You know, I enjoyed this immensely. And I, I, you know, like I didn't expect to not enjoy it, but I also didn't realize that I would be like so wrapped up in it, you know? And, uh... Oh my god! Okay, so Nana was yeah, young Nana is Jennifer Hudson's voice, and then you. Got I can't it. believe I pulled out one at the end. You got <laughs> like, that's it. How you got it. It's so good. Oh, and okay, you got some some classic voice actors. Tara Strong's in there. Um, Love yeah. Tara Strong. Edgar Wright. What? Who was Edgar Wright? I have no idea. He's just in like the the ensemble voices. Who was Tara Strong? I, you know, yeah, same. I, she's wow. she's done so many voices that I'm sure she was like, you know, a bunch, bunch of, of them. Yeah, characters. she's like one of the best voice actresses of all time. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this like way more than I was expecting to kind of from the get go. Like I was really kind of swept up and, and enchanted by, you know, all the things this was doing. I thought this was like just the right amount of everything for my taste anyway, because like what I what I guess I didn't realize was like I'm not used to watching an animated movie like this that is like such an ensemble and that at least to me and I'm like not like the greatest theater expert but I do love theater I do love live you know music I do love a good you know like jukebox or review kind of show as well and this felt like that to me like I I thought I was watching like an actual sort of ensemble musical that just happened to have yeah this sort of classic motif of like oh the struggling theater trying to put on a show trying to you know like yeah yeah find some type of elevation against all odds and uh and yeah, I thought that stuff was just all really effective. And like, you know, you can tell th- there's certainly like familiar plot lines and stuff like that. But like, I thought that all the characters were charming. I thought all the voice actors did a fantastic job. I thought the musical incorporations, both in terms of like the actual singing numbers that you're directly focused on the music for, um, as well as like the incidental bits where they'd pull in like a piece of classical music or a piece of like yeah. old jazz or something like that. Like I thought there were so many more little musical details than I was even expecting. Cause it's easy to come up with, you know, like a kid's animated movie that has a soundtrack that you're obviously going to sell to huge numbers or, or whatever. Or that's going to be a big part of the movies, you know, rollout and profit and whatever like this, Obviously, I'm sure they sold a bunch of sing soundtracks, but this didn't feel as like hackneyed as sometimes they can. Like, yeah, I thought this felt really natural. I like the song choices. I like the spanning of eras and genres. Like, I'm super with you on all of that. And uh, I, I think my favorite part when you touch upon the characters, 
So there's a lot of really well-rounded, flawed characters in this. Like some of my favorites, the pig mom, I thought that they did such an amazing job of like, she really can do it all. She's really like the superhero of the movie in so many ways. But at the same time, you do feel like, uh, like, oh, you feel that pull from her, that she's missing her kids, that she's not there with them, that she doesn't know what to do. Like, uh, and like some, just one thing goes wrong and you feel that guilt from her. I also felt that way about the porcupine. Like it, there's a lot of gray area, you know, she's, she, you want her to go live her life and be in this part of this. But like you get why like women end up in situations like this sometimes where the man's just like, don't outshine me or yeah. else. Uh, even the mouse character, super flawed, right? Like mm-hmm. he is a yeah. cheater. He is a thief. The, our main dude it's like he puts this on and he didn't mean to lie and say $100,000, but he kept that going for longer than he should have. Yeah. His BFF doesn't know how to really work, just a rich kid. But like everybody kind of has these arcs that are really beautiful. And in a story where all the characters could have been super generic, I felt like this was easy to have a favorite, easy to relate to one of the characters, easy to see yourself in one of the characters and that was kind of wild considering this is just, it's a, an animated kids movie musical. They didn't have to do that. Mm. And they could have still been fine because it's fun and it's flashy and it's got great voice actors and a lot of star power. But they really decided to flesh out these characters. Yeah. That yeah. was really cool. Well, it's something you said early on in the movie. I think they really did nicely to kind of pull in some stylistic elements from you know, like a music competition show or like this almost felt like watching the animated narrativized version, the sort of fantasy version of like some kind of, you know, one of those like documentaries you see about like, oh, here's just a bunch of footage of the night of a big show. And you're just kind of in everyone's shoes and you're just in the energy of the anticipation and the nerves and and everyone's got personal stakes that are driving them to perform and that are driving this dream that maybe they'll be able to transcend all that with music. And it's like not to say that this is like the deepest movie of all time, but at the same time, I thought like there was a nice, interesting sort of craftsmanship and approach to this that arose from that, because, again, I think you could have done like any one singular plot line could have been its own kind of you know bouncy noisy shrill animated kids movie per se but i think the amalgamation of all of them and again making it an ensemble and showing that everybody has a reason they need this money everybody has a reason they're following this dream like it's weird it just felt like a bit richer and a bit more lived in than i would have ever expected because it's easy not to try <laughs> that, yes. that hard with a movie like this. Yes. And also it's easy to like drown the vocals in auto-tune. And I'm sure there is auto-tune present. But I didn't feel that way watching this. Like I actually was into and appreciating the music. And sometimes movies like this can kind of create a barrier between me and the music if it's overproduced. Yeah, I, I hear you on all of that. And I'm so with you on so many things. Like the competition aspect of this is I love competition shows. I watch a lot of them. Uh, or at least have through the years. You know, I watched the first probably like seven seasons of American Idol, uh, hey. The Voice, uh, X Factor. You know, that there's yeah. a reason why we're intrigued by competition shows. And this played on that, but also showed, like you said, 
you're rooting for a lot of different people. It's not like, you know, even if you have a favorite character in this, which start thinking about yours because I want to know, it's not like you're like, only that one is the one that I'm invested in. When you end up loving shows that are competition shows, you feel you you like a lot of different people. It's a reason why if you, when you originally got 10 votes, usually not all 10 of my votes would go to the same person. I want sure. to spread the love around because there's so many people you're invested in. And in this movie, it did feel like watching a, co- a really elevated version, scripted version of a competition show. Yeah. And that was very fun for me. Okay, I'm coming to you. I, to- I warned you in advance. I told you I was going to do this. Absolutely. You've had about absolutely. 45 I've seconds had, to think about I've it. I've had the whole movie to think about this. You've had two hours and the last 45 seconds. Who was your... Which character was your favorite character, and which character do you feel like is the most you? Ooh, I know. Ooh, that's a good one, man. That's a great question. Which one's the most me? I mean, like my man uh, did the the Rocket Man, you know. So, like, I don't know. Part of me, I was very gravitated towards Johnny. I think for various reasons, but uh, I think, I mean, like Rosita, like watching that rise, I think was pretty lovely. So, like. I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like Johnny is probably the most me, and then Rosita is probably like the most like lovely rise. Like, come on, like you're so capable in so many ways, and I could tell you got the chops. You just got to get unencumbered and let that stuff out. And uh, and yeah, I don't know. I thought really she, was, good. she was pretty great, but like it's so hard to choose, man. Like, cause Mina too, like got my heartstrings going, and I was so rooting for her too. Such good picks. Really and it's good. Seth Seth McFarlane. Okay, so so. I bet they pitched bent his voice because he's the ma- Mike was the mouse, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like that makes perfect but sense. I kept to be saying, separate, I, go, I know this is a comedian. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. You could just tell, and I thought at one point that it was Bill Burr because it, it's <laughs> like was le- edging on Boston, which makes sense for Seth MacFarlane. He's a Connecticut boy, yeah, and obviously does that Boston thing. So yeah, I hear that. What? Oh, nothing. I'm just, you I'm think just the mouse I'm reflecting. Came in? Yes. I, I was like, it. is Mike here in the room with us? What did you think about the design of this movie? I really liked the designs, honestly. Like, I, I, I appreciated the way they anthropomorphized the animals. I really liked uh, the way that they just kind of drew the society. Like, it, it seemed like without going too direct into, like, here we are presenting how the rules work. Like, I thought they nicely kind of just showed the world and I loved the lighting and a lot of the choice of shots. Like I think in animated movies, it's easy to overlook the cinematography because there is cinematography. It's not only a physical camera that constitutes that. And so like, yeah, I thought the look was really expressive. I like the anthropomorphization and anthropomorphizing of the animals, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing like bothered me too much. Like I, I think I made one crack about like the nostrils you know, having that quality where they just look like divots that are like flat, you know, instead of like actual holes. But but that's just like the tiniest of, of nitpicks possible. Who's Norman? That was Nick Offerman. Who? Which one? Uh, the character? husband, I believe. Yeah. Which, uh, the husband uh, pig. The pig husband. Yeah, Rosita's husband. And yeah. Garth Jennings played Miss Crawley. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> He's the director. That's funny. He's the writer director. Well done, man. That's iconic. Not bad. <laughs> oh, and he directed Son of Rambo and the Hitchhiker's Guide movie. 
Very cool. Interesting. Cool cameo. Not even cameo. Cool, full-blown Cool role. supporting character yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. Yeah, man. Wait, well, what and, about and you? Nick was Gunter, which is who? That, okay, that makes sense. He was the German pig. Oh. He was her dance partner, yeah. That's funny. That, yeah. that like imagine being like, we need Nick Kroll for this. Yeah. Oh my. And God. I yeah, and I mean like he makes total sense to me, but I wouldn't have pulled it in the moment. Like I think I guess flew Laborg, and I feel like this was even before like he was as pop culturally known in the states. This is 2016, so mm-hmm. we're not too far in the past, but still. All right, Reject Nation. So today I want to share something with you that has been a wonderful addition to my health and fitness journey that I discovered during the holidays, and that is Liquid IV's hydration multiplier. I'm down to my very last packet, and I'm freaking out, but it's okay. I got more in the mail. Now, a lot of you have been so kind to notice how I've been working on my physical health. Thank you for all the compliments. And one thing I learned is that proper hydration is absolutely crucial, especially post-workout and pre-filming after post-workout. And my wife actually introduced me to this product, which is perfect because we not only care about quality, but a good taste and quality product. Whether it's after a sweaty workout or just after, you know, a good night out, you know what I'm saying? Efficient hydration and replenishing electrolytes is key. You just feel better and it tastes fantastic. I can't emphasize that enough. Another thing that I'm always on the lookout for too is products that have zero sugar or zero sugar added because that's one of my main dietary restrictions throughout the week. And they of course got products that fit that description that also taste good too. So yes, thank you so much. So Liquid IV's hydration multiplier is in summary is they are a non-GMO electrolyte drink that delivers hydration into your bloodstream faster and more efficient than water alone. Because sometimes drinking a whole gallon is not always efficient, but in fact, it can provide the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water. Most big on efficiency. Plus it's packed with a lot of essential vitamins and we know vitamins are good for the body. It's vegan, soy free, gluten free, and dairy free. You can customize the water amount to your taste. Again, perfect for post-night recovery, traveling, or just having a big night out. You know what I mean? No, I won't. So if you want to boost your support for the channel and boost your hydration game, go to liquidiv.com and use promo code REJECTS at checkout. That's liquidiv.com, promo code REJECTS. And remember, Liquid IV, it's not a real IV, but it sure feels like it. So stay hydrated, stay healthy, and let's keep crushing those health and fitness goals together in the year 2024. Hello there, esteemed viewer of The Real Rejects. I, Greg Alba, language connoisseur and worldly gentleman, am here to bestow upon you the secrets of Babbel. Babbel is an engaging language learning app designed for real-life conversations, offering quick 10-minute lessons tailored by linguistic experts to effectively teach you a new language. Its conversation-based approach, enhanced with speech recognition technology, makes Babbel worth trying for anyone looking to learn at their own pace, anytime, anywhere. My dear friends, in this age of monolingual Mundanity. Babel is our beacon of hope. Crafted by an army of over 150 language experts, their lessons are like linguistic caviar. Rich, refined, and oh so satisfying. Personal tale of triumph. I once whispered sweet nothings in Spanish, or for the layman, Espanol, to my wife, courtesy of Babel. Her reaction, well, I'll tell you, she was utterly bewitched. Greg, you silver-tongued devil. No paraphrase. She exclaimed such vocabulary as I basked in the glory of my perfect pronunciation. Because Babel isn't just about learning words. It's about embracing the art of conversation with podcasts, live classes, and a veritable smorgasbord of interactive lessons. I know the words I'm saying. And their speech recognition? It's like having a personal language butler. Ensuring every syllable is impeccably crisp. Now brace yourselves for an offer of monumental proportions. Here's a special limited limited time time. deal for our viewers and listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription. But again, only for our viewers at babbel.com slash rejects. 55% off at babbel.com slash rejects. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash rejects. Rules and restrictions. 
restrictions may apply. Join me, the Greg Alba, in the adventure of language mastery at Babbel. We shall not just learn no, nay, we shall conquer the world of communication. Or as they say in Spanish, comunicación. <laughs> We're done with this ad. Um, but who was... I feel the most connected to our porcupine. Uh, yeah, man. Oh, I should have mentioned her, like... I identify a lot with her too. Like, damn. And people wanting you her to be and, one thing. I'm a Gemini, okay? So I get to choose two characters to represent me. When's your so birthday? it's Ash and Johnny. My birthday is June the 12th. Oh. Halfway to Christmas Eve, baby. Oh, you're full blown center in Gemini. Center in the Listen, year. I don't know much about astrology, but I know that your kind gets a lot of crap. People, <laughs> yes. I, sh- I hesitate to say because people are always like. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I'm uh, in some ways, I'm a very stereotypical Gemini. In some ways, in some ways, I'm not. Like I, I would like to think that I am not a very conniving. I don't like care for gossip. Like people tell Is me Gemini, stuff. Did Gemini care for gossip? That's one of the stereotypes. Is really? like, ooh, Gemini's love gossip, and they love to, to you know share secrets and I shit. Be honest, like, I love go- I love the tea. Give me the tea. I will happily receive the tea, yeah. but, but my my brain is like a steel trap about those things, and I'm like, I'm entrusted with this information. Yeah, you don't repeat the tea. I don't want to go anywhere with this information, and I have no sort of internal motivation to hurt people with information. Right. You so, love the gossip, but you don't love to gossip. I'm happy to be confided in. People, people talk to me. <laughs> For some reason, people talk to me. People open up to me. And I think maybe part of that is because I, I, I hope I emanate an energy that says, I am not going to take this information as an opportunity for myself, you know? I hear you. But, uh, but you know, I can certainly be mercurial. I can certainly be a couple different people. Uh, you know, I can certainly be a bit of a scatterbrain and a spaz, as the kids would say. Wow, um, I haven't heard that word in a while. Right, what's your sign? What's, what's your zodiac? I'm a cancer. Okay. Which I don't love saying. I know. Uh, I feel like Ash, but my favorite character was Rosita. Okay. Who I really loved. Uh, I don't feel like a cancer. No? No. No, you ain't be crabbing around? I don't no, know what do defines a cancer. Around, That's the problem. Of. I don't know what very, defines like half Very the... emotional, which I am, okay. um, and sensitive, which I am, okay. and artistic, which I am. Okay. But, like, I, I don't know. Sometimes cancers be, like, really cancering. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Anyway. I mean... That's uh. Let's pick all the signs for every single character in this movie. Oh, oh wait, God. no, we shan't. Some people are well versed enough to do that. I would screw the whole thing. Should up. we sing goodbye to them? Yes. So oh, wait, I just want to give props really quick, and then we can sing them off. Tell me who. Tell me who. Peter Serafinowitz. Uh, he has one of the great. Like he he voiced Darth Maul. Who's Big Daddy in this? He's uh Johnny's dad. So I thought he was Idris Elba. Oh, wait, isn't that the guy from The Tick? Yes, and he's the roommate in Shaun of the Dead. I think I interviewed him. He's Pete. He's got that wait, deep... click on him, click on him, click on him. He's got that rich, click deep voice. Click on him. And true story, they had this guy playing... Uh, they had Ray Park, this stuntman, playing Darth Maul in Star Wars Episode One, but his voice wasn't click right. Click on a picture that uh, isn't that. So they had Peter Serafinowitz do his dialogue. I think and I interviewed this man. 
Let's go. Oh, wait, hold on. There we go. There's well, a picture of him. Did, There's a picture of him. There is a guy. Yeah, I did the two of them together, I think. Yeah, this guy. This guy. He did a good job then. Everybody Guys, look up job. look up Peter Serafinowitz to get yourself a a, a, vo- a visual. Citizens <laughs> of the reject nation. nation. We'll see you next time for Sing too if you liked this one. Ooh. You guys have to like and, and comment and subscribe and do all that stuff. And then maybe we'll be back for Sing too. That's how it works. Do Algorithm it. stuff. Do yeah. it. Do it. Boost this video. Bye. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> Barbecue sauce. Maria Hammond. Maria, I know, I know right now at time of filming this that there is a message more than likely in my Twitter. Oh from you that I have to open. I'm assuming you got the present that. Oh, yeah. That we, she should have got it. The star. She, she should have gotten it by born. now. We told it to arrive on Valentine's Day. We named a star after you. We did. We called the International Star Registry a government agent. <laughs> <laughs> and we got and then registered. we talked to NASA we talked to, to all the leading scientists that this star when we are traveling through space yeah trying to move the entire population of earth to mars that your star is right on the way well, we're passing it that people point to your star and go and there's maria hammond there's maria hammond right out the sign there. says so sign says so we put a we we put a sign on there yeah. risked a lot of astronauts lives we did half of them countless died. resources other half might not ever come out of the yeah. comas they're in you know it was worth it but but now you have a star named after you maria you're immortalized in the night sky that's what i'm talking about i found the star did oh off of my Hubble telescope. I was gonna say, yeah, when they invited you personally to come out to the NASA headquarters I, I to make said, sure they were naming the star properly. I said, I well, I can only come out under one condition. You give me a Hubble telescope. I want my own Hubble. Mm-hmm. I, I want, want I, I want, want it. I want, I want and now just I have strap a, it to the top a of my big car. Hubble telescope and my wife can't touch it. No. I'm like, it's, it's my Hubble for telescope. You. You get away from it. And he only uses it to look at your star. I, I don't even know what our stars look like, honestly. No. Why would you even want to? I don't. We got the be- we got so, the best star. So next step, Maria, for you, we got to get a constellation. Yeah, um, it's got to be the thirteenth constellation. We're gonna change time forever, right here with you, because Maria, you gift us, you treat us with so much love, with so much fervor. You make us feel special and wanted and desired. All the things that John's mom already gives him, mm. you just give us that now. Yeah. So, so I'm walking it. out on top. Yeah. John's got double <laughs> got the mom double love the now. Love. That's amazing. But you know what you have that none of us have is double the a star. Mm-hmm. You got, we don't have any stars. So really you could do any math to that and you have like exponentially more stars, which is more impressive than anything. Let's face it, you're the real star in our life. Oh, perfect tie around, G. Perfect pun. Thank you. Thank was, you. Did you think of that? You just threw the ball up. I bounced off the backboard, and I made a touchdown. Dude. Boom, and we screamed, goal. Yeah. And it was great. It was great. I'm not wearing a hockey pad. Two love, man. Game set and match. Chess. Gambit. Uh, lovers can't. What's that? What's it called?
Queen's Gambit. We'll watch that someday. See you, Maria. Love you. Ham, ham, ham on. Ham on. Ham on. Ham on. Oh, man. Picture that. Oh, man. (laughs) But everywhere. (laughs) Slices of ham. (laughs) (laughs) The ham and torch. Hey, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's also for you. <laughs> that's your comic book ability. The Hammond Torch. Yeah. That's what we call you. The Hammond you the light Hammond our Torch. Fire. You, you light, light our you fire. You paved the fire way for us to see through the night. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You set a forest on fire so we can make it through the yes. night. That's what we're saying. With your plasmic starlight stop, stop energy. Setting. You set shit on fire. That's who you are, Maria. Yeah. You're beautiful. Beautiful fire starter, and we're gonna send the park rangers after you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a high risk of fire today. Smokey the Bear's mad He's about doing it. Doing in the name of love, so be kind, yeah. of Maria. <laughs> right. Desire fire. It's a passionate flame. <laughs>